Hey, Neo. 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 Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And the Fox, one mass singer, and it was, as Lindsay predicted, Wayne Brady. Who is that? I got them all right. Wow. Every single one. After the first episode, too, which is stupid. But I guess my point is not that it's, like, too easy, which it totally is. It's that it doesn't matter who wins, you know? Like, remember when T-Pain won the first season? Nothing no, I don't. With him. I don't. And that's why it right. doesn't matter. <laughs> right. It's kind of like the voice where everyone's like, oh, is this person going to have a career now? And then nothing happens. I feel like the voice has lower expectations. Like, that's part of its charm. Like, no one really expects anything to come from the voice person. American Idol, there's something, like, in the name that suggests, like, they're going to be so huge, even though we well, know they're not going precedent. to. precedent. Yeah. There were no Kelly Clarkson's or Jennifer Hudson's that came out of The Voice. No, there weren't. So I'm trying to think who the most. Yeah, not really. We don't really expect anything big. You're right. It's the precedent. Well, I guess it's wrong to compare the Mass Singer to that type of competition. To be honest, because they're already it's famous. Totally yeah. Just not. But yeah. they're not even the like thesis of the Mass Singer. Who is that? Like, oh, these stars are known for something else, but then they want to be known for singing. Wayne Brady is already known for singing. Like his actual so is Patty LaBelle. Yeah. means nothing. Yeah. I don't know. It's very weird to me that it's not weird to me that he won because he's really talented, but he, him winning is almost the wrong lesson from the mass singer. It doesn't really make sense within like the framework of yeah. why you would go on mass singer. Like it should have been Adrian Bailon, you know? Yeah. Like Wayne Brady is in Broadway musicals and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like that's not, yeah, it should have been someone who was more of an unexpected, like I used to sing and I want to sing again, or like people don't remember that I did or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like an Adrian Bailon. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. it's weird. Or a basketball player or, or a basketball you know, player. yeah. Speaking of American Idol, Chris Daughtry, what made it to the finals of mass oh, yeah, singer, yeah, yeah. but didn't win. Which also is a funny. singer. Also a singer. Exactly. But somebody, but kind of a, not washed up, but kind of a vintage singer, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what he's doing, but that would have been more towards the point of mass singer than yeah. anyways, who cares? I'll see you next year when I guess every single person again, they who just cares? need to start paying me for that <laughs> type of, you know, we, yeah, you do a lot of research. You do a lot of research. I really do. We did more research. You can read us in Eater this week. We so did much a fun... Research. A fun little thing on how to start a celebrity food empire, which is a fun little piece we did for Eater. Shout out to Eater. We love Eater. Uh, I just saw a clip of Morning Show where Billy Crudup is eating like, what was it? Something. And he's like, is this the best? It's the best in all the five boroughs. I read about it on Eater. <laughs> <laughs> you were watching a clip uh, of Morning Show, I was watching show, a sure, clip Bobby. that uh-huh. Joanna shared. Yep. Uh-huh. Sure. What sure, sure, else sure. was I going to say? I was going to say something else. And I don't remember what it was. I guess it's fine. You're listening to Who's There, the weekly call-in show for Who Weekly. You People call 619-WHO-THEM. They leave their questions, comments, concerns. We play some of them. We get a lot of comments on this episode. We mean, we usually do. But let's just listen to them anyway. Let's get right into it. Hey, Who Weekly. First time, medium time. I was listening to you talk about Rachel True's traumatic playing experience that I had to pause when you were discussing her filmography because it's a great example of a Twitter conversation that's going on right now about how black people and white people recognize black celebrities for different projects. Because I can guarantee that all black people know Rachel True as Mary Jane from Dave Chappelle movie Half Baked 
and as Mona from the iconic UPN sitcom, Half and Half. Check it out. It's so good. Uh, so just wanted to broaden your knowledge about her body of work. Um, and also, she's like 50 and she looks 30. It's insane. All right. Crunch, crunch. Bye. I agree that she looks great. I agree that she looks like she hasn't aged a day. <laughs> and the Twitter <laughs> conversation that you're talking about, I'm looking up the tweet. Uh, this guy named Michael Harriet tweeted. He's a writer for The Root. Quote, black famous is the gap between black stardom and white anonymity. For instance, the highest possible rating on the black famous scale would be someone every black person knew, but was unknown by every white person. So I ask, who is the most black famous person of all time? And he got a bunch of responses, one from John Legend, which I thought was really funny. John Legend said, Gerard Levert, don't know who that is, and Tom Joyner, who I do know who that is. And at John Legend's wedding, to Chrissy Teigen, obviously, they played Stevie Wonder's Ribbon in the Sky, and only the black people knew that song. So he Mm -hmm. added that to, like, the canon. But we've, like, talked about this phenomenon. I think it was related to somebody who was on the show Power. We've alluded, oh, yeah, we've definitely alluded to this phenomenon before. But the person that everyone sort of came to the agreement that he was the highest possible rating on Black Famous was Frankie Beverly, who... I didn't know he was. This is a great thread because there's just so many people and you're just like, hmm, do I know who that is? You know, this is a conversation that we've had a few times now, which is interesting. Yeah. The the funniest part of this, which is the one that we were actually sharing in Houdat, was someone responded to Michael's tweet. A few entries. Zap and Roger, no idea. Anita Baker, babyface, obviously Frankie Beverly. And then a white lady chimed in and said, I think people know Anita Baker, especially after the Christine Ford testimony recently. The original outer of shady Supreme Court justices. It was like, Melody, <laughs> stay out of this. Truly. But this call is actually more so referring to us being like Rachel True the Craft when her IMDb for someone else would definitely be not even craft heavy. It would be something else completely. It's like the top four. And in a lot of instances, the INDB top four is probably going to be about the same, whoever you are. But sometimes the INDB top four is going to be different for a white person than it is for a black person. Case in well, point, Well, you're Rachel like your True. internal INDB four, not the no, that's Oh, yeah, that's IMDb what I mean. That's, that's what I thing. mean. That's what I mean. You your people don't know what IMDB four is. You're talking about... Your IMDB known for, yeah. Rachel True's actual IMDb known for goes the craft, half-baked, groove, and then half and half. I've (laughs) never heard of half and half, and now I'm like, oh, do I need to watch half and half? It was on for four years. She continues to act. She continues to be on TV. I still do think that Rachel True's a who, even if she's known for different projects in the black community. What do you think? I still think she's a who. Yeah. Next call. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, I just needed to call because I am actually on my way home from work at YouTube, and I heard your piece about Derek Blackford. Now, being a YouTube employee, um, the news around the office is that no one really knows what he does, and people have also been complaining because he's been posting pictures of himself in his office with scantily clad models, and then people... You know, are, are rightfully not a fan of that. So I just wanted to call in and, and say people here at YouTube are still not sure uh, what he does. All right, crunch, crunch. The caller did not say to uh, not play the call, and the caller did not say to change the voice, but it felt a little spicy. So <laughs> we, we changed the, the voice. voice. We changed the voice. We don't want to get you fired. Also, this situation feels very much like when Justin Timberlake was the creative director for BlackBerry, or was that Alicia Keys? Who that was, was the Alicia creative Keys. director? You know how they make celebrities they all do weird or jobs. 
public figures, but they give them this like fake job title where they're like, you're the creative lead or you're the um, what they give them like a really sounding job title in which like no one who actually works at the company knows what that job title is right. or has any type of interaction with it. What essentially he is is PR. I mean, he is literally getting the word out about doing fashion and beauty content. Yeah, but not even, and not even like PR in a traditional sense, like PR as a personality. He's like the personality who's just doing PR by the very sake of existing. He is PR. I mean, he is the PR. He's not, you're right. He's not doing PR, but he is PR essentially. Yeah. He just is the PR. That's what he is. Right. And so he's trying to. Okay. YouTuber. He has a job. (laughs) Right. I mean, they just want to clearly they just want to, you know, continue to normalize high profile talent getting on YouTube. So that's Mm -hmm. why they got him because he knows a lot of high profile people. This next call I love. I love. I love. I love. You guys are really going to say that Olivia Jade looks like Haley Steinfeld as if I could possibly picture what Haley Steinfeld looks like in my head. It's just it's just a bold assumption. That's all I'm saying. We assume that our listeners know what Haley Steinfeld looks like. But we shouldn't because it's literally the essence of the show is that you wouldn't know what Haley Steinfeld looks like. It was, as the caller said, a bold assumption. It but really I still was. stand by the fact that they do look alike. For those of you who know what Haley Steinfeld looks like, you understood. You got it. I mean, for those of you who know who Haley Steinfeld looks like is maybe, you know, 0.01% of the population, less than that, of the population who listens to Who Weekly, it's still 0.1%. Although I will say, I don't think Haley Steinfeld's ever gotten a cover that big on Us Weekly. You're still obsessed with that cover. It's a really good cover. Her face is huge. I was seeing all the uh, impeachment photos, like the impeachment covers this week, and it was like, cover the New York Times, cover the Washington Post. Cover first the edition. LA Times first edition. Here it is. Wow. History. You're like, History cover folks. of Us Weekly first edition. <laughs> I'm like, did y'all see the fucking cover of Us Weekly last week? Lindsay put it in the dock. Did y'all look at the dock? It's an amazing cover. It's weird. It's a weird cover because it has an ad on it also. I didn't notice. Bottom bottom right oh, has yeah, an ad I saw the on ad, it. Yeah. Featuring mm-hmm. the back of a woman's head. And then yeah. also the photos of Lori and Olivia Jade, they're manipulated so their heads are different sizes. Even though I guess it's supposed to be ones like in the back and ones in the front. They haven't quite mastered <laughs> the art of perspective yet, but they're close. <laughs> They're close, and I think that that's good. No, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. The most important news of the week, OJ. Yet again, the the thing that I'm most fascinated by and the thing that I'm dying to know from all of these companies is how do they categorize all their photos? They probably have like an Olivia Jade folder or a Lori Loughlin folder under which Olivia Jade is featured. But like, do you think they categorize photos by mood? I sort of think you that they're that crazy about You know, these are questions you can get answered, right? Uh, yeah. But it's like Gigi Hadid and Bella Hadid up at the top right. And it's like, oh, we need one of them looking scared. I mean, maybe it's easy to just flip through them without having them like categorized like that. But maybe not. I think a lot of photo surfaces also let you search for emotion. Crying. Laughing. You know? Nervous. Happy. Scared. Nervous. <laughs> nervous. Uh, afraid of going to jail. Post-jail. Happiness. <laughs> I'm looking. At, sorry. Now I'm looking at the New York Times First edition, Trump impeached, becomes third president to face trial in Senate. Now I'm imagining I'm imagining one that says, Lachlan jailed, becomes first, when calls the heart star to go behind bars. Maybe now's the time for you to, to mock that up. Seems like it would go over very well. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, guys. Medium time, second time. Um, I had to pause the podcast and call you and let you know that I am a Spectrum subscriber and 
They will not let us forget about the mad about you reboot. Oh, my God. Commercials all the time. And, like, when you go to the guide, every time you channel down, there's still a banner for mad about you. And you can click on it, and that's how you get there. Like, they're going to make sure you know how to get it. If you're a subscriber, um, I guess lucky me. Anyway, crunch, crunch. I have to say the most shocking thing about this is how many proud cable havers there are in the audience. You know, mm-hmm. we're all very impressed. Get rid. It's 2019. Time to cut the cord. You know, how are you going to make room for Quibi in your life if you're um, <laughs> a Spectrum subscriber? No one. No one is going to be a Spectrum subscriber with Quibi. That's going to be the funniest. The combos no. of the streamings are going to be the most the funniest I guess my point is, is that uh, having cable is irrelevant in 2019. So the Mad About You reboot is just, is like should be seen by no one because there should be no Spectrum subscribers. Right. <laughs> that's my point. Yeah. Put it on Peacock. <laughs> you love saying Peacock. Like that's your go to one that you have in, as, as an example. I just don't understand why we didn't get Mad About You in like 30 second you know snaps on snapchat or like i wanted to be on a platform that made it look as uncomfortable as possible you know like each episode is two minutes on quibi facebook watch you have to go to your facebook to watch the mad about you reboot like how could we make it even more uncomfortable to watch mad about you reboot (laughs) turns out the hardest way to watch it is spectrum to be honest that's the hardest way it's like if you want to watch the Mad mad about you reboot you have to subscribe to spectrum and then you have to click guide and then you just scroll through the guide and then click on a banner for Mad About You and then you can watch it on your television and guess yeah. what? Fast forward and rewind are disabled. And you have to suffer through ads from the 90s. Here's a pop quiz. Do you know what the Mad About You theme song is called? Um, no, I can't even sing it. That was going to no. be my next question. Can you recite any of the lyrics of Mad About You? I would never make you sing, sing it, but can you recite no, any the, of the lyrics? No, the song that immediately comes to my head is Whatever Happened, the Full House theme song, Whatever Happened, that one. <laughs> whatever Happened to, to What, of, though? Do you even to, know the Full House theme song? Whatever, whatever Happened, happened to, what? to Predictability? There you go, there you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's not what you asked for. Then the, the other theme song that I... Step by step, step by step. That's the other one I know. Mm-hmm. Mad about you. No, I mean I watch that show with my mom tell like, me why. all the time. Does it help to say tell me why? Oh, tell, tell me why. Me I love why. you like I do. Tell me who. They all sound the same. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Can you? <laughs> that's as far as you can go. Tell me why. I love you. Tell like me why I, do. I love you tell like I do. Can solve a puzzle like you can start my heart as much as you that's terrible eric tell me i want to hear it all your secrets and i'll tell you most of mine tell me all your secrets and i'll tell you most of mine most of most of that's the joke and then blah 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 okay here's the song let's play it the milkman the paper boy That's Full House. What is it? What is it? What is this shit? Beyonce? It's mad about you. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like a drum line. Over the phone. Oh, yeah. I love you like I do. Tell, Tell me, me who. Can stop my heart as much as you. Tell me all your 
secrets and I'll tell you most of mine. They say nobody's perfect, but that's really true this time. I don't have the answers. This is bad. This is terrible. What's what's crazy is that it's essentially okay. It's turn that off. What? It's essentially tell me who. It's essentially the Full House song. Like it's the same song essentially. You know, and yeah, they're all the same. What's even funnier is that uh, Frasier is also the same song. It's the same song. Yeah. Listen to this. This. That's Anita Baker, and she's singing wow. the Mad About You theme song. And guess who's on piano? That's right, Paul Reiser. Of course. Paul Reiser wrote that song. No, he He's multi-talented. Did. He's multi-talented. Oh, sorry, Paul, for insulting your work. Another fun fact about Paul Reiser, he invented Spectrum. I, <laughs> he owns Spectrum. He, he owns is, he's Spectrum. He actually is the cable companies also. How do you think Spectrum got the deal? <laughs> Fuck that. The other thing is the only iconic thing about that song is like the do no no like that part. That's yeah, good though. That's the only right, that's the only right. Exactly. Right. I hope I'll ever come up with something as culturally iconic as You won't. The top of this ad copy says aura pronounced aura, but what it should say is aura pronounced like Rita, because it is. It's Rita aura, but this is just we're aura. quite A-U-R-A. familiar how to pronounce aura. <laughs> Let me yeah, tell please. you that. And the other thing we're quite familiar with is giving good gifts because we've both been giving aura frames to various family members for as long as we've been doing this. And let's just say <laughs> they never flop. As long as we've been doing the ads. It's true, They've though. Never because Aura Frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital frames allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos with the Aura app. And if you're giving Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. I love that. I haven't done that, but I would do that next time. That's a really good idea. I haven't done that either. I like, I'm more like sending people connecting to their frame and then just sending photos randomly so they get a little surprise of a fun little photo that's in their frame. Aura has a great deal for Father's Day right now. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. This deal ends June 18th, so don't wait. Use code WHO at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. The Olsen twins just sent Ashley Benson a happy birthday video she posted on Instagram. Why? Are they on Cameo? Crunch, crunch. I could assure you if like the world was ending and Cameo was the only way to save yourself, going on Cameo, the Olsen twins would still not be going on Cameo. (laughs) No, they'll be in New Zealand in their bunker. It's fine. They would rather perish in the disease somehow that is only cured by going on Cameo. The thing that's going to be like the thing whenever like during the nuclear fallout and everyone's like, oh, no, we're in our bunkers. We're in our bunkers. And then you look out and you look out your little window that the really, really thick glass like to prevent the, the radiation from coming in. You would see just despair, destruction, nothing, no life, nothing like green, yellow air. And you would just see Mary Kate and Ashley walking through it without a care in the world, smoking their cigarettes. You like, know, they would like light a cigarette <laughs> on like the ash of like a burning body and be like, <laughs> just like 
lean down and like light a cig. Where's you know? Nicholas? Where's Nicholas? It's crazy how the Olsen twins are the only two um, humans on earth that are like that smoking is actually making stronger you know <laughs> yes like it's yeah. killing the rest of us but the Olsen twins only gain strength from smoking mm-hmm. you know it's weird not to l- promote smoking but the just doctors say. are like we don't know what's up here they're <laughs> they're medical mysteries yeah they're he checks them he's like somehow you're growing stronger or something from this so best of luck so all of this goes back to I'm actually going to play this call I might cut it but I want to play it here we go Cara and Ashley broke up Who's going to get the sex swing? Bench? Wait. You know what I mean. But I'm really upset about this. Bye. Sex bench. Sex bench. Sex bench. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to be upset about it. Carly and Ashley did not break up. They didn't break up. Uh, One was hacked. And then like. Cara was hacked. But also it just. It colors me weird. It colors me uncomfortable that one of them was. Is that a phrase? It colors me uncomfortable. (laughs) It colors me suspicious Mm -hmm. that I'm colored suspicious. Mm -hmm. That's not a phrase, right? I I am suspicious. You can make it one. But no, I don't like it. So it's bad. I feel weird that a hacker would go through the work to hack Cara Delevingne to tweet, I'm breaking up with my girlfriend. That doesn't (laughs) seem like what's the purpose of a hacker to do that, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. It seems like almost like it was a prank or she did. It's very strange. It's very strange. If if your fans are like young, like tween babies, maybe you like just stumble your way in and it's like, what do you do? Like, what's the best joke you can think of? If you're, you know, 12 years old, it might just be I broke up with my girlfriend. I don't know. Maybe like the her password is like I'm a model or something Mm -hmm. and it was really easy (laughs) to hack her. Maybe. So the lowest common denominator got in and was like the only thing they could think of is like I'm breaking up with my girlfriend. So Mm -hmm. they didn't break up. They're like more in love than ever. And they were posting. She was posting a birthday, a birthday wish for Ashley or something. Mm -hmm. Kara was posting like happy birthday. She posted a photo of Kara. She posted a photo of Ashley holding like a bear. And then if you slide one photo over, it's them making out in a tub. And then Mm -hmm. it's like they're in love. Kara, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but Kara wrote this long thing about like how Ashley changed her life and is so perfect and they're perfect for each other. But then Ashley on her Instagram posted a video of the Olsen twins in their sunglasses, God knows where, but dressed in all black as we expect from them, wishing Ashley a birthday, happy birthday, and saying, can't wait to meet you is one of the lines too. So yeah, right. That's the weird thing is the implication that they've never met her mm-hmm. and they're making this as a favor to, to Cara, Cara right? Or to someone else who knows Ashley. Ashley is certainly not in my mind, famous enough to like have this Olsen twins connection, but you also never know behind the scenes. What I think is the only thing that Olsen's twins care about anymore is fashion. And Kara is like what top model in fashion. I mean, she's like the number one of the number one models or something. So Kara called in like as many favors as she could to get Ashley, who is, I'm pretty sure the perfect age to be like the number one Olsen twins Mm -hmm. fan. I think she's like our age, a little bit younger, right? Yeah. To be, yeah, to be interested in the Olsen twins to make her the video. But it is weird because if I were the Olsen twins, I don't know if they gave her permission to post it. I would have been like, don't post this. Happy birthday, Ashley. I hope this year is one of the best ones yet. We're sending you lots of love. Super magical and can't wait to meet you soon. Bye. Bye. There's something about it where I just, I just don't. I feel like the Olsen twins did not expect Ashley to 
this on the internet. I know. Just, just knowing them. And also, like, I don't think it's all that mysterious that maybe Kara is friends with them. I think we know so little about the Olsen twins. They're so private that, yes. like... Even if they're friends, they could be friends with Gwyneth Paltrow and Jennifer Aniston and like some of the most famous people know. on the planet and we wouldn't know. So yeah. it's like, I, do, I I think it's perfectly logical to imagine Cara Delevingne having their number and saying, hey, could you make this video? And then being like, sure, girl, you're our friend. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me that Cara could text them and say, do this. But I feel like Ashley was not <laughs> supposed to only because they never do stuff like this. This is so right. atypical for them that right. I don't know that they would have done that had they known it was going to be everywhere because they hate being everywhere, you know? Yeah. It feels like only yesterday that Fuller House reboot happened and everybody was like, Olsen twins, Olsen twins. And they were like, no. And then every single season they were like, Olsen twins, Olsen twins. And they were like, no. And literally, I think the last um, they asked um, Candace Cameron Bure like, oh, are the Olsen twins going to come back for the Fuller House uh, finale? And she was like, we didn't ask them. They've always said no. It's like, yes. I'm like proud of them for surviving this entire yeah. moment. I turned They've on, lived through. I did watch the first season Me sort too, of in I was a daze. A few episodes. In a daze. My take from watching like the four episodes I watched or maybe three was that Stephanie was actually one of the better actresses or yeah. like Jodie Sweetin was pretty good at what she was doing. Mm-hmm. But my other thing is also I have to just go back to respecting the Olsen twins for one minute. They probably offered them so much money mm-hmm. and I feel like Whenever there's a show and they're desperate to have the full cast back together, they will stop at nothing to get every single person back. And the fact that those two held out Mm -hmm. and refused to do literally anything, I just really respect that because it's so it seems like everyone folds, you know. And I think even more so than money, I think they were probably like, we could shoot wherever you are. We could like write in a thing where you Skype in. FaceTime in. You could fly in like a ghost. You could appear in a cloud. You could appear on a park bench. Mm -hmm. We could see you in the background for one second as an Easter egg. I mean, they probably presented Every, Every idea sink. that required the least amount of effort. It was like, Ashley, Mary the Kate, CGI you could literally call from the toilet and FaceTime on the toilet and just say like, yeah. hi, DJ. And that's yeah. it. We'll CGI you in. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we could, you could put on some, you could wear glasses. You could wear wigs. You could do whatever you wanted. And you could be smoking like, no. eight cigarettes and it's fine. Just be in the show. Just be in the show. So that didn't happen. However, they said yes when someone, presumably Kara, said, hey, make a video for my girlfriend. They look look fun. So not enough money in the world would get them to be on Fuller House. And yet one phone call from a model got them to make this iconic video, which I think you should have played now multiple times the audio. (laughs) Happy birthday, Ashley. I hope this year is one of the best ones yet. We're sending Super you lots magical, of love. magical, and can't wait to meet you soon. Bye. Hey, um, what is going on with Martha Stewart and Anthony from Queer Eye? That's one question. Second question, why does Martha Stewart, it seems like there are two verified Instagram accounts, Martha Stewart and Martha Stewart 48 What's going on there? Okay. Women don't belong in blue. Digital fur technology. Crunch, crunch. I love this because not to bring up your past trauma, Mm -hmm. but this is exactly what happened to Jesse Taylor Ferguson, but in a different way. Do you get what I'm saying? I was going to bring this up if you hadn't brought it up. 
Okay, because what it's ended up happening is that these people align themselves very closely with Martha Stewart thinking, oh, I can just, you know, coast off of her kind of iconic stature and no one will say boo boo. But meanwhile, Martha Stewart is like the queen of Instagram. How dare you not tag my home, my dogs, myself correctly? (laughs) I'm just saying like Antony is very adept at social media. Mm-hmm. He's very good at, at, you know, making sure his spawn for like fish sticks or whatever is properly tagged up. But he goes to Martha Stewart's house, takes pictures all over her house. and <laughs> all, all over the grounds, not just the house, the grounds. The dogs, the horses, the food, da, da, da. No tag. No thank you. Just cheeky, a little cheeky caption. It seems so rude. It's It's like him saying... I don't have to tag this. You, the people, true heads they will know, know where I know. am. Right. Ugh. Recognizing, because- like recognizing the amount of respect he should be giving it and not actually providing the respect is sort of what makes it indefensible. But it's just weird because it's, he is doing it in a way that is a certain humor. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to brag when you like just brag about everything, whatever. But then she, Martha is a 70 year old woman. How old is Martha Stewart? I don't want to overage her. Oh my God, she's 78. That's crazy. That's crazy. She looks incredible. Oh my God, that hurts me. That hurts my heart. She looks she's so good. 78 and she like, she's all about manners and like, especially entertainment manners. manners when you are a guest in her house, those types of manners, you know? So he takes a picture. What was this? In the stables? In the stables, holding and a bottle he of champagne. Captions, too. socializing at Christmas parties with like, wink, wink, you know I'm in Martha's house. Uh, if you know, well, he's if like, you know, you well, know. I don't, uh, look at me. I'm a little nerd. Nobody. I only talk to the horses because I'm not good around people. Blah, right, blah, blah, or blah, some, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. she comments, this is, <laughs> oh, she's just. She's an angel. This is cor- but this is her misunderstanding is not like technology misunderstanding. She's correct. She says, "Dear Anthony, this is at Martha Stewart 48, which is her Twitter handle. You did not tag me on this photo of my stable nor the photo of my beautiful dogs, Han, Chin, is I pronounce that Chin? Chin, I think, yeah. Han, Chin, Bet Noir and Creme Brulee. We are bummed about that because you have so many followers and you are my Christmas cookies. I think she meant you ate my Christmas cookies. You ate my Christmas <laughs> cookies. You were not nice to post the forbidden scenes. You were nice we not you. to. You were nice not to. Okay, so he did he did abstain from posting the forbidden scenes, which I'm dying to know what these the eyes wide shut party. Are. It's yeah, like, it's like Martha's Red Room or whatever. <laughs> yes, but the point is, is that. She's scolding him for not even tagging her. Her, it's Martha Stewart, bitch. Tag her. <laughs> Give her some credit. And also, she's she's doing it here because she doesn't have his phone number to text him. I know. There's. A I lot feel of like she probably on. would have texted him and been like, "Hey, can you just tag?" But she also like he thought this was funny. She also she's not an idiot. She understands that this is funny and that this is going to get attention. But I think I maybe know, she didn't expect it. She did. She probably didn't expect it to get the amount of attention that it did. Um, right. Part of me is like she definitely knows this is funny. But then she's part on of me a VH1 also, show with Snoop Dogg. She's not an idiot when it comes to like pop culture. Right. 
But then the other part of me is that there is truth in this. It's not mm-hmm. it's not coming from nowhere. And even if she's like, wink, wink, Antony, you little scoundrel. It's also like, yeah, it's kind of rude to go to someone's house, post multiple, multiple photos of their mm-hmm. really beautiful space and not say, here's where, you know, here's where I am. I, I think her second comment after he tagged Martha Stewart in the photo, which and it looks like it's honestly he's holding a bottle of Dom. That looks like a bottle of Dom. Yeah. But she says... I think we started God. I think we started a social media quote feud, which was not the point. Space base. I just wanted you to acknowledge my fire, my animals, and my food, which you seem to love. love. (laughs) Question mark, question mark, question mark. Just like, and you can imagine, like, uh, the way that uh, I don't want to make assumptions about Martha Stewart's friendships with C-list celebrities because I've gotten in trouble. Arguably that's the one time I've gotten really in I'm trouble saying. on this podcast. This but is this again. This is happening again. The difference between the way he presented himself in his Instagram photos and the way he probably behaved at that party is probably the width of the Grand Canyon. You know, like it's probably huge. He was probably fangirling. I'm sure it was sort of cute in a fun right. way, but he's trying to act like he's above it. And she's Wouldn't like, you? and she's like, look, you were losing your mind at my party. You loved every bit of it. You were being really nice. Right. And like, here right. you are acting like you're above it. That's kind of rude. I'm sure he was extremely polite in the moment, you know? It's also just not hard to find Martha Stewart on Instagram to tag her. It's just, it's, yeah. there's so many things. Even his cheeky kind of when he, she, she commented that on a post that he captioned, patiently keeping my hands warm by her fire pit until Martha Stewart follows me back. Like a cheeky response mm-hmm. to her first thing. And she was like, whoa, okay, relax. I just wanted you to tag me because you were at my house and you loved it so much. You know? Yeah. And to answer the question, why does she have Martha Stewart and Martha Stewart 48? I don't know what the 48 stands for. Martha Stewart is her brand account. Martha Stewart is like right. her magazine, her living account, or her like her her brand. This is the food lifestyle brand. Martha Stewart 48 is specifically photos that Martha took with her iPhone and was like, look at my dogs. Look at my dogs. Right. And look she at my house. loves, and it's surprising, she's one of the few celebrities that actually does very much do her own shit loves it comments all over the place right martha that's stewart surprising was, martha stewart was a pretty if not early. super early early in the yeah. road celebrity on instagram who people were kind of freaking out about in the way that like yes. now when jennifer aniston joins everyone loses their minds but there was a similar reaction to when martha stewart joined because she yeah she, you know when celebrities post candid photos with their phones that aren't filtered to death we like you love to see it you love to see it also, she was also an early blogger. She was always, she's always yeah. been like doing stuff blogs. online. She still blogs. Yeah, she does. Her blogs Notice are great. also no photos of Antony uh, on Martha's. My favorite, my favorite thing. <sighs> my favorite thing is when photos aren't reciprocated. Uh, well, she has no recently. photos. I mean, she maybe, maybe she didn't take any photos at this party, like the party that he. The forbidden maybe party. Maybe the party is old or something. I don't know. I can't. Via her feed, I can't tell what party this was referring to mm-hmm. you know i also think that that that's such a weird position to be in as a celebrity that must take so much getting used to because when you are this famous and you especially when you are this famous and you love to entertain and you have sort of your core group of friends who come to your house like you know that one guy who's always there those two gay guys yeah, that she's sharky. friends with and then that like one photographer or whatever we talked about him in the past <laughs> douglas friedman yeah and so Is that his name yeah. and they're douglas always friedman. And they're always and over at his house. Sharky. Yes. <laughs> and they're always over at her house. And she has parties all the time. And like truly famous people come. But there's always, you know, 
four seats at the table who were sort of the revolving door of celebrity. And you have to just get used to like, who's going to be in those four seats at this party? Who's going to be at the four seats in this party? And I'm sure it's always sort of a crapshoot and a minefield. (laughs) And then I kind of wonder, I'm just thinking a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. I wonder if like the men that she associates her, her best, her best friends, these guys, I wonder what they think of the, do you know what I mean? I wonder if it's like... Oh, I mean, we can all imagine what they think. She's got her crew. He's got his crew. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, you know, it's not just Martha alone on the island. Martha's got all of her BFFs, you know, telling her this, telling her that. Just yeah. just wondering what's going on with that. Who is Brother Nature? Crunch, crunch. Um, Brother Nature shot to fame a few years ago because he posted these photos and videos of him interacting with, they were actually truly very funny and cute. Yeah. It was this teen posting photos uh, of this deer who kept showing up in his cousin's backyard. And he like was friendly with the deer. The deer, the deer eventually brought like the deer's friends over and like, wasn't running away when he would take selfie videos with this deer. Uh, His name is Kelvin Pena. And after he posted this video, it went viral, and then people started just like following him for more an- cute animal content, where he's sort <laughs> of like he doing provided <laughs> sort of like hype beastie stances, and like I'm the cool kid who's also into animals, and that sort of turned into a career for him, where he became like the millennial or Gen Z Jack Hanna in a way. Um, <laughs> brands were sending him to other countries to go visit animals, to sort of be right. like to talk about nature and talk about stuff, and he has a whole brand where he's traveling around the world and like talking about animals blah 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 blah. he sells merch called deer squad yeah this quote he says social media quote kind of just fell into my lap in 2016 when i befriended a family of deer in my neighborhood in pennsylvania the internet the internet seemed to take a liking to it and it went viral overnight anyway so this guy sort of (laughs) he got temporarily derailed and i don't mean to laugh at this but it's just like it's almost a joke at this point when it's like oh Let's just look at some of his old tweets. Oops, they found racist stuff, typically anti-Semitic stuff. Specifically, straight up, he wrote Heil Hitler with a, with a Which swastika on it. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous at this point to be something. Like, what a misunderstanding of, if you're at, I don't know. Well, I there's just, just like, it's, it's one thing to say, like, I didn't mean it. But then when there's literally Heil Hitler in all caps, I alongside mean, a swastika, you can't really I, talk yourself out of this one. No. <laughs> Did you see what happened to Camila Cabello yesterday that well, she apologized yes. for? Like, speaking of getting kind of caught with your pants. Pants down? Now. <laughs> No, it's true. She's going to have to work from home for a while because oh <laughs> she can't go out in public. God. Oh, but it's hers is so bad, too. I hers mean, it's were bad. Just... Hers have been. But the thing about Camila Cabello's is that they've been floating around Twitter, Tumblr for so long. Anytime, like, it's always in the re- replies to her tweets. Anytime she tweets, there's going right. to be a troll who's in there being like, remember what you said in 2013? Remember what you said in 2014? Right. Whatever. And it's multiple occurrences. I yeah. mean, she really, I mean. And she did the thing where she said, uh, it was never my intention to hurt anyone. And it's like, okay, I guess in the grand scheme of things, that's an okay apology. But again, you could have done better. So Kelvin's apology, I would say, yes, saying how Hitler with the swastika is unforgivable. But this apology is, I would say, better than Camila Cabello's. It's a notes app, yes. And it said, (laughs) I... I just love, it's like, I was literally 12. I was 12. And I think that that's maybe the only 
way that it works. But I woke up this morning to seeing my old tweets resurfaced on my timeline and my heart dropped. I started using Twitter when I was 12 years old. I was very impressionable and I was seeking attention. I'm sorry to yeah. all the people I offended right. and have let down. I apologize for 12-year-old Kelvin and take total responsibility for my words. Everyone changes, everyone learns, and everyone makes right. mistakes. That's why I spread so much positivity with the platform I was given and to be a role model <laughs> for the kids. I hope that all my friends, fans, and followers truly understand and believe that I have evolved as a human being and lead with love. I was a child and I am now a man asking you to accept the apology of a young boy. Love, Kelvin Pena. I will say that is good. It is good. And also, I can, to- you know, when when you were a kid, we didn't have Twitter, but we were kids, but being like poopy or like saying something that you know is bad very loudly or, you know, kind of pushing the boundaries mm-hmm. of language that you don't understand. This is essentially the version of that for a 12 year old. Yeah. I'm not saying that people should post Heil Hitler or whatever on their Twitters, but I could totally <laughs> see like that. an idiot. <laughs> no, but I'm <laughs> saying, I'm saying it's not acceptable for all cases, but his explanation of it is actually really interesting because. If you're trying to if you're trying to shout into a crowd of people and seek seek you know response, mm-hmm. get people riled up, and that's what you learn to be the most offensive thing you could say. You're yeah. gonna try and say it, especially if you're a twelve year old boy. Camila's apology is poopy. It first of all, it was on a an Instagram a story. story. which disappears (laughs) it says when i was younger i used language that i'm deeply ashamed of and will regret forever i was uneducated and ignorant and once i became aware of the history and the weight of this true and the true meaning behind this horrible and hurtful language i was deeply embarrassed i ever used it i apologize then and i apologize again now it would never and i would never intentionally hurt anyone and i regret it from the bottom of my heart as much as i wish as i could i can't go back in time and change things i said in the past but once i you once you know better you do better and that's all i can do i'm 22 now i'm an adult and i've grown and i've learned and I'm conscious and aware of the history and the pain and it carries in a way I wasn't before. Those mistakes don't represent the person I am or the person who I've ever been. I only stand for see, this is where I this is where it bugs me. You yeah, could have ended PR. with this you could PR. have ended with the first part. And yeah. and going on and saying I was never that person is you're making excuses that don't need to be made once you admit to the fact that you fucked up. You know? Right. Right. And you've already admitted that you fucked up and then to say that you never actually meant it it was never actually you you're contradicting yourself because you're saying you did do that when you were young so just do what kelvin did and say like you know what i've changed i learned i'm gonna try to do good now she had it right in the first break in the first block of text and like who are but we it's not to... an authentic apology she but it didn't goes do this from, herself it goes from it's authentic to tiny PR. text on a but story you can't even read it use a note it's tab. ridiculous Shit. white it's ridiculous. on black too fuck no it's just like really inauthentic and irresponsible to and this and this stuff the stuff that she had said and did which was different than what he did mm-hmm. was all over the place until it was until people somebody finally got through to them to post this like thread of all of these links to her this this not very private tumblr yeah. that had all of these kind of like terrible things on it and finally somebody went in there and deleted them i mean i'm sure yeah. they called tumblr was like oh camila doesn't know her password can you just like delete this whole thing <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah but i uh the, the first reply on this with 3.3 thousand likes is someone saying insta story instead of notes app apology crying laughing crying laughing crying laughing yeah, crying laughing truly. oh no it's just truly. a sob it's just a sob no it's it's not even a joke that we make it's a joke that everybody knows we all are in on this joke that to make something that's like tiny text and ephemeral to apologize for something that's a big deal that's like kind of played you your entire career mm-hmm. uh and missed it like while your album is currently kind of flopping is mm-hmm. it fl- kind of is flopping yeah whatever it's rare that we have that the we get to excuse me juxtapose yeah um yeah two apologies next to each other yeah in the same episode but like 
I think it just proved we always talk about like apologize better. This is good, but here's here's exactly the bad way to do it and the good way to do it. Yeah. Whatever. Um. Anyway, the reason people are talking about Brother Nature this week. Yeah. Why? Week, he fucked up again. Kind he of. He fucked though. up again. Brother Nature was in a Miami sandwich shop really early in the morning. And there were all these updates to the TMZ story. So I'm going to read the late, the, the most recent one. But it says, he was mm. sitting at a table inside the sandwich shop and demanding to be served by a waiter. So probably being rude. Although staff had stopped serving at that point. Everyone who wanted food had to order at the counter. And he just wanted it at the table. Then he got mad. He confronted the staff. He literally said, you know, you don't know who I am question. Oh, no. Someone was filming him from the counter. The video that went viral is just straight up from like a security camera. But oh, then that's even f- weirder. Like the restaurant like brought it out because he had been saying that he was jumped. But he did the he mm-hmm. went to steal the other person's camera. Right? He instigated. So wouldn't he yeah. went and he started fighting the cameraman. He challenged the cameraman to a fight. They fought in the parking lot a little bit. Then brother, mm. then the guy who filmed went back into the sandwich shop. And that's when the camera from the security camera started filming this. The ca- the original cameraman went back into the sandwich shop after the altercation in the parking lot. Then brother nature was like still mad and ran inside and started beating up the other guy. Um, but he tweeted. Then he got beat up after that too. He tweeted. I know there's a video of me getting jumped. Everyone in the pizza shop literally just watched with their phones out and did nothing. Oh, well, but then. You know, they were kind of like, no, nah, it's not exactly mm-hmm. what happened. I, I I, just love this paragraph. A video apparently shot. This is whenever the story broke. A video apparently shot moments before the fight shows Brother Nature, whose real name is Kelvin Pena, attempting to order food while at least one other patron is mocking him. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, Being next call. Being famous is miserable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hold on. Wow, I'm yawning. Wait, we should leave that in. I'm yawning. Oh, my God. Do you need some sleep? Did you sleep well last night? Or did you sleep too well last night? I, that's the thing is like the yawn usually means you haven't slept well. But sometimes I think the yawn means like the sleep was too bang It was too banging. Too banging. <laughs> <laughs> On your Helix mattress? My bed is like my sanctuary, as you know. And it's really because of my sheets for one, obviously my pillows for two, but mostly for my mattress. Mostly my mattress. Mm-hmm. Because my bed is like mattress? made exactly for me because I took the Helix sleep quiz and I was matched with a mattress because I, you know, I wanted something that felt the way that I wanted to feel. I think I like a medium. I sleep on my side. Yeah, I sleep on my side and my stomach. Same. But I have a, I have a, I have a mattress on the firmer side, which I love. I like But there's a, soft, a little bit of a softness to it. It's I like a softness, a soft, but I like it's also sinking firm. in. I like sinking into the mattress, you know? But that's fine. We all sleep differently. And that's why Helix has so many different mattresses to choose from. They're personalized. They're shipped straight to your door, free of charge. They offer a 100-night free trial. And they offer a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new mattress. But if you don't want to take our word for it, or many, many words for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for hooligans. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Remember when Kumail Nanjiani apologized to Megan McCain on Twitter? Still not hot crunch crunch well really power strong opinion yeah, still well, not hot. before we before we get into the most recent kumail why why we're talking about kumail anyways the mega mccain thing what happened with that <laughs> he kumail was like complaining about john mccain and he said he was pointing at all the things that john mccain 
did that were not so great. And Good. he said, oh, this is one example Camille said, years ago, he has had many opportunities since then to take a stand as the rhetoric and actions of his party were turning worse and worse. He also picked Sarah Palin and his running mate and ushered in this era of GOP politics. Then he said, also, quote, he's not an Arab. He's a decent family man. Ain't exactly great, which is another quote from John McCain. Um, not to be ignorant, but didn't John McCain, John McCain did eventually kind of take a stand towards the end of his life. Uh, yeah, literally when, like when Trump got involved, but literally, very, literally yeah. like the last second of his life right, when he decided right, to right. vote no. Like, I'm right, sorry, that doesn't right. excuse the rest of your shit. No, That's like a terrible so, notes app apology. Right. John McCain exactly. did the Camilla Cabello cabal apology of the situation, Truly. okay? Well, then he, he was died, like, I'm not going to so, vote. Right. But then when he died, Megan McCain now forever gets to do the thing where she's like, um, yeah. he died. My dad died. Yeah. So can you shut up? Like, I don't think Stop it's a controversial opinion for, right. for me to say on the podcast that John McCain was a piece of shit. And <laughs> so Camille Nanjiani. Megan McCain's going to find this and tweet at you. Yeah. But the point is, Camille Nanjiani rightfully pointed out yeah. the fact that John McCain did plenty of fuck ups in his life. Right. And yeah. because Megan McCain is who she is, she sort of overpowered him on Twitter and was like, how dare you talk about my father like this? Right. She got mad at Kumail for doing this. Right. So because of this, Kumail deleted his tweets. This is in Weird. 2018. And then Weird. apologized to her and said, I could explain my point further, but instead I will just say something I truly believe. If we had more politicians like your father, the world would be a better place. Megan, Re- Megan quote tweets that and says, thank you, Kumail. So it's like he, he let Megan win. It's like you didn't have to let Megan win. Okay, so this caller is just uh, honestly, obviously still annoyed by this thing that Kumail did a long time ago and like will use it as reason enough to not think he's hot, even though Kumail, like Archie before him, got hot, like Chris Pratt and John Krasinski before him got hot. So Kumail is a comedian, was is a comedian, comedian. (laughs) a comedian turned actor. He's a comedian turned actor who started kind of in the scene. He was on Silicon Valley. He did UCB stuff. Yeah. He goes way back through the whole thing. Yeah. And then he had a sort of big break. Silicon Valley was maybe his biggest break, but the big sick, the big sick was his movie, Big Break, that is based on a true story about him and his wife, Emily Gordon. And the big sick sort of is the thing that I would say put him on the map in a bigger way than Silicon Valley. Much bigger. Because it made yeah. him sort of a rom-com lead. And that was a cute movie that everyone really right. liked. It was mm-hmm. a good little rom-com based mm-hmm. on a true story. He got a lot of press It kind of came that. out of nowhere. It mm-hmm. was really successful, not being very expensive. So it, it made a lot of news for a lot of people. But also people genuinely went to go see it. He, I think, has been really intent on, I mean, clearly kind of representing, you know, I mean, for sure, if you're going to put all the effort into like getting hot mm-hmm. for a, for this superhero. So Bobby's referring to like John Krasinski before him. Kumail gets cast in which superhero thing is he? It's a cast Marvel. In? It's the it's a thing called Marvel's the Eternals. Eternal? It's the a thing called the the Eternals. And Eternal what? They're the Eternals. Uh, okay, this is fine. like asking about sports. Look at this premise, Lindsay. They're the uh, you're Eternals. Gonna die. You're going to die when you read this sentence. Premise, one sentence. In a story spanning 7,000 years, Eternal. the Eternals, an immortal alien race created by the Celestials, protects humanity from their evil counterparts, the Deviants. Okay, so like, this is the same old shit. Angelina Jolie yeah. is the main star of this movie. The other people are Richard Madden, Kumail Nanjiani, Lauren Ridloff, Brian Tyree Henry, Salma Hayek, Leah McHugh, Don Lee, Barry Keoghan, Gemma Chan, 
Queen, Kit Harrington. Okay? okay? This comes out next November. He got announced as casting in this. This is sort of a big deal because this represents maybe... Mm, not counting Black Panther, one of the most like diverse casts in the Marvel of, you know, like it's mm-hmm. not just it's not just mm-hmm. all white people. So this mm-hmm. was sort of a big deal when he was cast. I think he's probably I think he's the first Pakistani person in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it was a big deal when he got cast. Also, like Kumail Nanjiani always plays a nerd. And here he is going to be a superhero. We've known about this mm-hmm. for a long time. But this week he revealed his superhero body and people lost their minds. Well, he was also on the cover of like Men's Fitness, which I think is kind of the. But did you? But the Men's Fitness, he was kind of like not showing as much, wasn't but now he? Now like, it's now it's this picture is intense. And now he's like, look at my abs. There is some contrast happening. You can see thing. so many veins. <laughs> I do appreciate that the caption that he posted with the photo really does actually reveal how kind of your life is just like this is your full life. You know, he said, you know. Uh, I had a full. I would not have been able to do this if I didn't have a full year with the best trainers, meaning money, and mm-hmm. nutritionists, meaning money, paid for by the biggest studio, meaning I didn't pay for it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I look like this, but I also understand why I never did before. Yeah, because it's insane. Um, I, it would have been impossible without these resources and time. So yes. big thanks to you know my trainer and all these other things for the catering that fed me the meals to keep me you know on track. I mean. I do appreciate this like honesty behind saying not only did I yes did not only was this my number one focus it was my job it was paid for by the studio who hired me to do this I think that's incredibly important and I'm glad that he did it because having a body like that is it's next to impossible unless you have (laughs) the time and the money and the professional pressure like it's literally like he said it's his job of course if someone were like i will pay you five million dollars but unfortunately you have to get ripped as hell to do so you'd probably get ripped as hell and it would take you months to do it so like it's good that he's doing that but also there's no avoiding the fact that you sort of have to talk out both sides of your mouth where it's like look how impossible this is like this is just for work but also look how sexy i am now like look at my body it's very like nicole and a Nicole well, Smith, like, like my body, while at the same time being like, here are the cultural implications of my body being like this, okay? But also I just feel, I feel like your brain also breaks in the process, meaning it's so hard to do this to your body, especially, mm-hmm. he's like, what, 42? I mean, it's it's so hard to do this to your body that Anytime, your brain, let alone when you get older. you have to convince yourself that it's really... What you what you do to your psyche to psych yourself up to do this turns you into someone who's like, this is my accomplishment, I worked so mm-hmm. hard on this, which you yeah. did, and you... It's hard for you not to be that person, what you're describing, yeah. you know, like like my body, because you have to feel that way to get to the end. You mm-hmm. can't be cynical about your own experience and get to the end, get yeah. to the goal is my thought. Yes. I forgot that he was nominated for an Oscar for Best Original Screenplay oh, and, and his wife, Emily awesome. B. Gordon. I completely That's so forgot cool. that. I love when celebrities mention their trainers because I love the trainers. This oh, yeah. You found this trainer. He's great. Path. He's great. His trainer's name is Grant. Grant Roberts Fit. Um, he's incredible. He also trains evil. I mean, he probably has terrible politics, but he trains evil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I don't know him. Whatever. No, he does. He does. Definitely. I'll get to the point why why I think that. He trains Eva Longoria, America Ferreira, and maybe Hillary Swank and Zachary Levi, which is funny because <laughs> remember when Zachary Levi was like, I'm hot now. He mm-hmm. did the same thing to him, essentially. No one cared as much. The other amazing thing about Grant Roberts' fit is that he was in the movie Richard Jewell, not as like a background extra, literally as a cop. So that's why I imply that, that things are weird. He um, and his caption. 
Oh my God! He posts a picture of the billboard of Richard Jewell. Can, can, the caption is so, just saw the billboard today so on the way bad. to the gym at Richard Jewell film opens December thirteenth. I play Officer Will Jones. Dot dot dot. Let's just say I had a quote blast smiley face. Ugh. Me remembering the Atlanta Ugh. Olympic bombings. I, I had know. a blast. Yikes! I know. Yeah, that's the biggest yikes. That's yikes. So Kumail is ripped now. It's complicated. <laughs> it's just it's. Yeah. I'm rolling my eyes at all of it because he did. It's one of those things. He did everything right. If you're gonna, if you're gonna get hot for work, this is the way to do it, I guess. And we know. I'm not that- mad at it. I can't be mad at it. Chris Pratt would never give you a caption like this. He'd be like, "Thank you, God, for my muscles." That's what he would do. Like it's like that's what would happen. Kumail is like being. Thank you, Daddy G-, G Jesus, for giving me my muscles. Kumail is being so honest about everything, but you know, I'm sure he isn't giving his entire workout plan. Wink, 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 wink. But he's giving most what? of it. What? Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's a little more to the workout plan that he would not divulge. Having said that, they all right. have the same workout plan. So it's it's good. It's just, it's always a little disappointing to see the normal guy turn into the superhero guy. And it's like, sure. I guess it's nice, but it was good having you on the normal side. Yeah, but and it's, now you're just it's also just one of cool them. to see a Pakistani guy hunk. You know, we don't have that. We don't right? have we that. We have all yeah. of these white dude hunks. Uh, they all look the same. We literally we literally cannot yes. tell the white dude hunks apart. There are so many yes, of them. We have 45 Chris's, and now we have a guy whose name is Kumail Nanjiani, which is incredible, <laughs> who is a fucking hunk too. What I hope, here's my hope. I think that this would sort of... So Chris Pratt has sort of... He has become... The muscles, you know, he did yeah. it for Guardians of the Galaxy, and he became that person. I the brain. do. His I brain would like to suit. think his brain, his brain collapsed. I would like to think that Kumail is like, I'm doing this for work. After I'm done doing Marvel, I'm gonna sort of maybe I'll stay a little, I'll stay more fit than I used to be, but like I'll go back to normal. I won't make showing off my muscles part of my thing. Maybe he won't. I don't know. But I really, you can't really be too mad about it. And I'm trying to convince my brain to stop being annoyed by it, and it's tough. But he did. That caption is great. That caption it's is great. It's easy to be, I think it's easy to be annoyed with it, but then it's also, you have to see the other side of all the people to like get ripped and get attention. I'm not like mad about this. Yes. I'm just not, I'm not. And yeah. you know, whatever. I just can't be that mad. I can be like LMAO, but I can't be mad. You I know, can be I LMAO and I can't be mad. It's a. It's overall, again, net good. Net gain, net win. It's, great. it's like net good, right. I know, I wish... You know. Whenever you're, whenever you find yourself conflicted like this, it's sort of like the, the simple version of making a pros and cons list. It's pretty easy to figure out whether or not something is a net good or a net loss, and this is a net good. So whatever, can't really be too mad. Exactly. Yeah. Hi, this is Amy. Medium time, medium time. I have a question about what the fuck is up with this Miranda July. Margaret Qualley thing. It seems so. I mean, like obviously it's a performance art piece, but like, are they dating? I mean, like she like had a thing with Pete Davidson, and I'm just sort of like eye roll. But also, Jaden's involved. It just seems like hooey, but also like arty, and I just think it's real bizarre. And I would love to hear your take on it and figure out what the fuck is happening. So. Yeah, that's all. Thanks. Love you guys. Crunch, crunch. This is 
so much less complicated than anyone thinks. They were she was never in a relationship with Margaret Qualley. Jaden Smith was never just like naturally curious about the state of their relationship. He was in on it. This is as you said, performance art. That's If you it. follow Miranda July, I feel like you should know what her work is like and this mm-hmm. is what her work is like. Yeah. Yeah? No. This is what her work yes. is like. This is what her it's work extremely, is like. It's extremely it it's f- oozing with feeling. That's what it is. It's oozing with like discomfort and like and like emotion and you know right. love. Yes. She wears everything on her sleeve. It's not like she wears her like when it says Mirangeli wears her heart on her sleeve. She literally wears like a beating, bloody, disgusting heart on her sleeve. That is Miranda wow. July's whole what thing. imagery. What beautiful imagery. But you know what I mean. And she's also married to Mike Mills. Like right, this is a funny. this is an arty fucking very emotional very feeling couple. But I think people who maybe didn't know about Miranda July but knew about Margaret Qualley or knew about Jaden got pulled into this mm-hmm. being confused about who she was and what this exactly was because yeah. we see Instagram which is inaccurate as a very authentic platform on which Mm -hmm. things are real and true and documentarian and first person and this is not it's filmed that way because Mm -hmm. it's Instagram but it's obviously fully scripted I think it's over now it was people started calling when it was starting and I was like can we just wait till whatever this story is is over because again like Jaden wasn't involved at the beginning and then it ended with Jaden being like is this real or not and then whatever I mean, it's not real. It is scripted. It's supposed to sound be. It's supposed to appear to be real. It's interesting the way that they use Instagram. I'm not sure that I fully think that Instagram was the right place for something like this, but it was the right place to fool people into thinking it was maybe real, if that was yeah. the point. Um, and basically, it's just if you want to go back through her stories and look at them, it's like FaceTime calls between Margaret Qualley, who is again Andy McDowell's daughter, who is who is kind of an up and coming thing. She was in yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, etc. And Miranda July, kind of in this like romantic throes, dramatic romantic affair. They love mm-hmm. each other, something, something. And then for some reason, Jaden Smith is involved. He comments in the Instagram, and then she calls Jaden Smith, and he's like, "Maybe he's you should in the do video. something." Maybe you should do something called a Hazian circle, which is totally made up mm-hmm. by uh, by Miranda. By Miranda, and they do this ritual, and then they and then they kiss, and that's the end of the story. I don't even, I don't even think it's, yeah, that that's really it. It's just an art, an art piece. And the timing of this, yeah, maybe I'm being uh, thinking a little too deeply into this, but we haven't really thought about Miranda in a while since she released her. Her novel, which is actually really good. Um, yeah. You read that too, right? Yeah, I it's liked like it. like four years ago. Mm-hmm. But she has a movie that's premiering at Sundance that actually seems really cool. It's, I wonder if it has to do with this. And and But it's just like, she's like, it's sort of like, allow me to reintroduce myself. It's like, she's, it's like Marangeli saying, I'm still here. I'm still making art. Don't forget that is I'm Margaret here. Is Margaret in that movie? No, no. You sure? Positive. It's uh, Evan Rachel Wood. Richard Jenkins, Deborah Winger, which is iconic, Gina Rodriguez, and then a lot of people I don't know. But Brad Pitt produced it, and it's called called? Cajillionaire, and it's a a heist movie. That's all I know. It's a heist movie. That's Miranda July writing a heist movie. That's cool. That sounds cool, and it's going to be at Sundance in January. So it's done. Miranda July is still out here doing stuff. To me, it just reads like, oh, she's been like creatively, she's been active lately, and this was just an idea she had, and why not do a little bit of promo for her for her new movie too? Quietly, yeah, it's boring. It's not yeah. real. It's Miranda July. This is it's boring. art. 
this it's is art. boring yeah blah 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 we're done thank you for listening to who's there uh we've got we we are not going away over the holidays you're getting all the episodes you are used to over the over like the christmas new year holiday so we will be back on tuesday and friday next week next friday's episode is going to be Tuesday's business as usual. Next Friday's call-in show is going to be just a particularly deranged call-in show. I hope you enjoy it. Please call 619-WHO-THEM if you have any questions, comments, and concerns. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly. And rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because we love to read them. Have a great weekend. Bye, everyone. Bye. Catherine McPhee is doing Spawn for a product for skincare that incorporates your own personal blood. Hi, my gay boys.